this is famous B. And I wouldn't be having a drink if I wasn't drinking at Mo. Hey, everybody. Big Mo here. Wanting to thank Reaper Apparel for having Drinking at Mo's be a brand ambassador. They encourage everybody to break out of their comfort zone, live their best self, which, hey, that's what got me started in the podcast. They have great apparel, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, beanies, you name it, they got it. The link will be in the description. Be sure to use the code Drinking at Mo's to get 10% off your order. Let's fucking go. All right, everybody, welcome Drinking at Mo's. Big Mo here, as always, you know the drill. YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, share, all that good stuff because that YouTube algorithm is a pain in the you-know-what. We are most places you can find your audio podcast. Today, I'm excited to have with me somebody that I, in doing my homework for this episode, realized that he was in... One, he was in some of my first ever independent wrestling shows. Famous B, how you doing? I'm doing good. That's Mr. 423. Get fame. That's right, man. I'm yeah. doing great, man. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Oh, yeah, man. You just reminded me of some of those. Well, and we'll go into this, those Lucha Underground segments that you would do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what everybody loves right there. That's the bread and butter. That's what everybody loves, the gold business cards and everything of that nature, you know. So that's where it's at right there. Oh, yeah. Now, first thing that I like to start off with everybody with is what got you started as a fan? And then what had you decided to finally make the leap into the business? Oh, okay. So I was a fan, you know, like, I'm a young kid, right? And I'm watching, I'm watching, you know, most kids are watching cartoons and everything like that. But, but wrestling is what got me, you know? Mm-hmm. So as a very young child, man, wrestling is what got me. You know, I saw it on the tube for the first time and I was glued, you know? I, I had to be no more than two, three years old because I, I can go back to remembering Hillbilly Jim and Captain Lou Albano and all that good stuff. And I'm a mid-80s baby, you know? I was born mm-hmm. in 85. So to remember those cats, you know, I had to be two or three years old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. I'm 83 here, so. Right, right. So I had to be no more than like two, three years, two, two, three years, four years old, you know, and things of that nature. And, you know, once I saw, you know, wrestling at that age, you know, I was glued. And I've been a lifelong fan. And, you know, I actually come up and. You know, I, I didn't even know that there was uh, that you can go to school for wrestling. It, it mm-hmm. kind of just fell into my lap. You know, I got a flyer at one of the shows. Once I got old enough to actually attend shows, and you know, in my neighborhood, you know, I would go to the Raws and the Smackdowns and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. And you know, I got a flyer that said, "Hey, train to be a professional wrestler from the Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy." Right. So yeah. I get one of these flyers, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like. Wow, you can go to school for this? There's an academy for this? Like, you know, my mind was completely blown, you know? So, <laughs> so I had the flyer, it sits around, 
you know, I throw it on a dresser, you know, and I walk past it, you know, in a couple weeks, and then I pick it up, I look at it again, I throw it on the coffee table, you know, and I walk past it, you know, I pick it up, a couple weeks go by. So uh, make a long story short, I have this flyer for about two, three months. And you know what? I was like, let me just give it a call. Let me give it a call and just see, you know, because I'm like, hey, it's wrestling. I love wrestling. What the heck? I give him a call, man. I talked to Joey Chaos, the head trainer over at Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy. And, um, you know, we come up with a date for me to come in and have an orientation. I have an orientation, man. And, man, I just loved it, you know, from the from the first day of class to the last, pretty much. But well, it really is the last, you know, because you're always training constantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's but, the uh, thing there. That's the thing right there. You know, you got to stay consistent at it, but but yeah, man, the rest was history. So that's pretty much how it started. It, you know, just me being a young, young tight, just loving wrestling and, mm. and getting, uh, growing up and getting a flyer uh, to train and not knowing that you could train and go to an actual academy for it to oh, actually yeah. go to an academy and, you know, graduating Wait. with flying colors and the rest was history. Oh, yeah. I'm very familiar with. Uh, Santino Brothers because Joey Chaos, the guy you brought up there, was uh-huh. actually was actually in my only my second ever independent wrestling show, and then for a promotion that you know what was actually where I got introduced to you, the <laughs> the New Wave Pro down in New San Wave. Diego. Diego, okay, anchors away. <laughs> yes, I've actually had both of those guys on. Oh, Andy and oh, Andy and them. Yeah, oh, they're great guys. Great oh, guys, right totally. And a funny the, story. Oh, funny yeah. Story. I I've got a ton of stories from <laughs> going to those shows, including the first one where I was just looking up. I literally, being stationed in San Diego, I was looking up, googling pro wrestling in San Diego, and the boom, there popped up a show, and I'm like, boom, there right. I. Am and the match that I got introduced to you in, I don't mm-hmm. believe it was the second show I went to where I got introduced to Joey Chaos, but it was a little later where they had the ladder match, yeah, six way ladder match for six the first ever rapid division champion. Yes, yes, I totally remember that. Yeah, I did a sunset flip power bomb off the top of the ladder. Oh, <laughs> I think I, it was on Ty Chandler. <laughs> oh yeah, I oh man, I remember. I remember that moment in particular. I was in preparation for the. I was, I was like, mm, man, I remember that spot, but right. I was <laughs> having trouble remembering who was in the spot. And yep, nope. Right. Yeah, it was me and Ty Chandler. Um. The funny thing, New Wave was actually the first promotion after I graduated that I had gotten myself booked for outside of um, just, you know, recommendations from the school or whatnot. Um, I, I had went down with um, um, a, a couple of buddies of mine, a referee, Eric Malikian, and, um, <laughs> you know, and a couple of other friends. We went down to SoCal Pro, actually, you know, uh, because I was just... I just jumped in a car and, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you got to get yourself out there. Yeah. Um, 
and, and, and my other buddy, Chris Fox, um, of XPW fame, the uh, yeah. <laughs> announcer Chris Fox, you know, we jumped in the car, we went down to SoCal Pro, and um, I ran into Adam Pierce. And Adam mm-hmm. Pierce was, was saying, he was like, he was like, well, we don't have any openings tonight, but, you know, just keep coming back and, you know, maybe we can work something out. And that's when I ran into um, Andy uh, from Acres Away. And they were like, they were like, you know what? Yeah, we have a spot. You know, why don't you come down and work for us on such and such date? So going to SoCal Pro trying to get a booking, I ran into Anchors Away. I ended up getting a booking for them. And that ended up being my first booking um, <laughs> right out of training. So <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's but like, a funny story. Oh yeah, no that that's an awesome one. I didn't realize that because, man, I just remembered going to those shows because I actually didn't get started on independent wrestling until pretty late. Like some people are talking about, you know, going to all these shows all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that it was really a. Th- thing until i got stationed in san diego and that story that i told you and then here i am now you know i got introduced to the late jason strife down there for socal pro actually and then he told me about his promotion up here and then now here i am i've got countless friends that wrestle for that same promotion wrestle all over the Midwest out in California. I'm doing the podcast, getting people from all over big names, people retired hall of famers all over the place. Right. 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 And that's what it's all about. It's all about networking and, and it's all about, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like everything comes full circle kind of deal. You know, we all kind of bump into each other. And and in different uh, weird ways, whether it be shows, podcasts, TV shows, independent shows, you know what I mean? It kind of all, you know, comes together kind of deal. So, yeah, I'm happy to tell you I've brushed shoulders with some of the greats in the business and legends in the business. Happy to call my friends and things like that. And it's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. And I actually, in a little bit, I have a category a bit of a name game where I name off people that in looking at past matches, people that you've either shared a ring with or at least share a locker room with, but that'll come in a little bit. But another one doing my homework, another promotion that a lot of people might know about that you have involvement in PWG, which, you know, (laughs) good Lord going from, when I, I think it was right around the time I was still down in San Diego, but I was overhearing the buzz and then hearing it now, and it's still got that buzz that it's like, man, when you hear about a show, you need to hop on getting those tickets pretty damn quick. You have to. They go so quick, don't they? <laughs> no, that they do. What What are some memories you have of some uh, of the days with the uh, PWG? Oh man, I remember my debut match. I mean, you can't forget your debut match. It was a six way teaming up with uh, myself. It was uh, Chris Cadillac and Candice LeRae. 
um, mm. which ended up being um, uh, a tag team partner of mine, PWG, for a couple of those matches. But um, yeah, I just remember just the crowd and how how awesome the crowd was and how how rampant and just how uh, and, and and also too going back to what I was telling you earlier about the fact that. I didn't really know that there was independent shows before I started training. PWG was one of the first ones I actually went to during training. It was AWS and PWG. The mm -hmm. PWG was one of the first ones. So I just remember myself just as, as a fan going through training, how awesome PWG was. So mm -hmm. fast forward to becoming um, a participant of being on the card. It was like one of those things where it was like, wow, this is a dream come true because only the best of the best is, is invited to, to work on PWG. You know, one of my trainers told me, he said, PWG is like getting your PhD in college in wrestling. <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're on those cards, you know, so oh, for, yeah. for, for me to actually be on those cards and, and things like that was, was definitely phenomenal. But you know, I had a handful of appearances, but my first one was the most memorable. So after the match was over, you know, we went out there and we tore it up. We were all debuts except for, I believe, mm -hmm. Candice LeRae was probably the only one who had already previously worked on a gorilla card. And the fans are going crazy and they're banging on the ring and they're yelling and chanting, please come back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was like the first match where I really felt like the emotions started to come out of me, you know, and I had to fight tears back on that one because it was just so emotional, you know, just the fact that now, not only am I here, not only did I arrive, not only did I, you know, exceed the expectations, but I made it, you know, and, and I wanted here by the fans, you know, so that was definitely a memorable moment for one of the gorilla matches, you know. Oh, yeah. I can, I can understand, you know, when, when you're getting in the business and hell, even when you've been in for a while, you know, when you get a crowd chanting something like, please come back, it's like, <laughs> okay, this is, this is awesome. Like, I, I can't even imagine the feeling that that gave you. Oh man, it was, it was insane. It was insane, you know. It was insane. Like I said, I had to fight back tears on that one because it was just, you know, you worked so hard. You worked so hard. It was been a, it, I was only like maybe like a year and a half into my career at that point, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, um, we're looking at 13 today. <laughs> okay. So back, then, so back then, you know, it was a year and a half in. And, you know, it's just one of those things, like I said, where it's, it's a privilege to be booked on those cards. You know, to have such an incredible amount of success in that match, and then therefore, you know, other matches and things of that nature that I had after, man, it was just—it was very incredible. Oh, totally. And you know, you brought up one name in there that, you know, it was—he was actually one of my favorites when I got introduced to him down at the last promotion that we talked about new wave pro chris cadillac love that oh, yeah, chris cadillac. yeah. actually <laughs> he's another guy i've actually had on the podcast one of my one of my relatively earlier episodes when i finally got to uh getting stuff to record with people that weren't just local to me right right oh cadillac is awesome we had a lot of different 
uh, battles and feuds and different promotions. And, you know, we battled for like the IWL Anarchy title along with Ray Rosas, you mm. know, another good competitor that I've uh, battled, you know, up in, you know, down the coast uh, for years. And, um, yeah, Chris Gallagher is an amazing person, an amazing human being, and definitely an amazing competitor. So uh, hats off oh, to Caddy. Oh, yeah. I remember the memory I have of him from New Wave was when the night he turned heel and joined, at the time it was the KOS, and <laughs> he, he was, you know, cutting that promo, trying to do I'm pulling a brain fart here, but I remember me sitting front row yelling out, "Nobody cares!" He's like, "You might not care, but you're gonna listen." Looking right at me, and I'm like, "Oh wow, dude, that was awesome!" Yeah, <laughs> that's a true professional right there, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, like I, me when I go to shows, I have the habit of liking to try to get somebody to crack whether it's the, a wrestler referee camera person commentary right. whoever and There's somebody right oh yeah <laughs> and i or even getting them to just respond to me so that was an early one i have there although i've had times where i've gotten guys in the ring just busted out laughing in the middle of a match i'm like yes <laughs> yeah, i got him it's all fun it's all fun it's all for entertainment of, you know fans and everything like that and you know it's oh, just yeah. something that you know the boys are passionate about doing oh yeah no and i hell i had countless friends in the business and just I love going supporting them and actually here soon I'm actually I'm a little upset that it's taken me this long to actually notch this one off my bucket list I'm actually getting to go see my first cage match live oh wow that should be fun oh yeah I'm I'm excited it involves actually two of my really good friends in a tag match so I'm like oh Man, I cannot resist going to my first cage match. Oh, that should be awesome, man. That should be awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. And now I mentioned what a lot of people might remember you from, especially out here where they might not be as familiar with some of the SoCal independent scene, but Lucha Underground. In right. like, I remember... I think I actually have every season of that show on uh, Prime Video or something. But right. every season, and oh man, it was something else. Because I tell, I actually just had this conversation last night with somebody I recorded with. That uniqueness in pro wrestling, especially even now, is kind of few and far between. and. For that time, Lucha Underground was very unique. It definitely had that. Because a lot of the cinematic matches that you see today, that got it right there. Right. 
Absolutely. And the promos and vignettes and things like that of that nature. Absolutely. And, you know, you had some very memorable vignettes and (laughs) storylines in it. What were some of your favorite ones that you were involved in? Oh, I had so many, man. Almost everything I did was memorable to me (laughs) because they were all so much fun. Um, You know, my storyline starting off with Masquerita Sagrada when I first, you know, let me backtrack. Okay, doing the commercials, doing the commercials were definitely the most memorable. The um, commercials, the Fortune 3 Get Fame commercials where, mm. you know, the, the way the producers laid it out to me, they were like, okay, so we want to do it like, you know, you're like um, you're like a, 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 a cheesy car salesman kind of deal. You know, that's pitching your services to all the wrestlers, you know, because it was a new manager gimmick that they wanted me to come with from season one to season two. Um because, you know, they had a different, I was casted as a different character, you know, outside of fantasy for season one, and which, you know, never came to fruition. So what they did is they took famous B and they made a character for, you know, my original independent character myself, and they incorporated it into the show. And that's the way that they did it, by having me retire as a wrestler and coming out as a salesman, so to speak to manage the other wrestlers, which was genius because, you know, they wanted to pair me with a lot of the luchadors that they were getting from AAA. who well, you know, weren't really familiar cutting promos or wasn't the best um, at speaking English, so to speak. So they wanted to pair me with them, the guys they were bringing over. So um, Masterina Sagrada was my first. Um, <laughs> I remember pairing. that. Yeah. Right, right, and it was so much fun. And then they, they got, you know, they got me the all all white suit to have Masquerade so right on the back, you know, paying homage to Jimmy Hart, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you know, just it was just so much fun, though. So, but the commercials, going back to the commercials, so I go in and I shoot the commercials. We did about three, and this is where um, they pair me with Holly, aka Beautiful Brenda, and. So when we're shooting the commercials, they were like, they were saying, so we're getting a glare from your sunglasses on the camera. So Hmm. what they did was they took the glasses and they spray painted them black. (laughs) And then I wore them and shot the the commercials. So a lot Hmm. of people don't realize I shot those commercials blind. (laughs) I could see a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I could see a thing. Like I shot those commercials like blind. And that is um, they came great. out great. Yeah, they came out great. So uh, that, the that's did. <laughs> so the commercials are really like, you know, one of the things that that stands out to me in Lucha, you know, and then all the matches that I've had and all the successful matches and feuds and being mm-hmm. with Master Sagrada to bringing in Dr. Wagner Jr. Oh, yeah. um, to eventually acquiring Tejano. Uh, mm. To even later, to even later in the season, um, being paired up with Jack Swagger, Jack Jack Jake Hager, uh, um, yes. bringing bringing in Sammy Guevara for the first time, mm. um, and a lot of other different things are like some of the most memorable things that I've done at Lucha Underground. Oh yeah, no, all very great things that I mean, I I still remember them. Now you bring them back up, I'm like, yeah, I definitely remember those and. Uh, <laughs> It was it was kind of a anticlimactic 
ending there because it kind of left on a bit of a cliffhanger that last season where it was right. like there was word like, oh, they might be bringing it back, but then they didn't. And then there was all sorts of word coming out about the weird uh, contract situations, that how right. those worked out. What, what was that like going through all all that because I've heard so many stories about people getting out of the contract because it was like they couldn't work other places or something. It was weird. Right. Yeah, no, it was definitely tough. Um, it was tough because it was one of those things where it was like, that, that's the case. That, that was the case. If you were under contract, you couldn't work other places. But the problem was that we, we had so many, so much time in between filming season to season. One season it took, I want to say between two and three, it took almost two to three years just to mm. film. So imagine, you know, if you're under contract, you can't work another promotion in two to three years. You yeah. know what I mean? So, it, so a lot of uh, the workers were really salty about that. But I mean, it, it was no knock on the company. I mean, if they were filming consistently, I'm pretty sure no, none of the other workers would have had a problem with the oh, actual yeah. contract, you know, but you know, it was just too long of a gap in between, you know, that 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 just left uh, you know, workers a little flustered, a little bit salty about those contracts, you know, because it's just too long to ask the talent not to work at another promotion. You oh. know, so that but so by the time season four came around, you know, a lot of the wrestlers were ready to move on at that time. Yeah. Now that that was definitely something that I remember talking to some of my friends about back then when all that was coming out. It's like, you know, yeah, there's uh, there's national TV places all over that have similar stuff, kind of exclusivity contracts, but they're more consistent. On, on that that consistent basis. Right, which, right. Which underground wasn't so right. it's like I can see why those other people out there would get frustrated with that because it's like you're unless you're getting paid throughout that entire time right. which wasn't the case we're only getting paid per, on a per episode basis yeah so then that just takes away some uh, income from you and your Absolutely. families and it's that's just a whole sticky situation right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, ultimately, like, the discomfort, you know, for the, from the workers and things like that, just some other upper management stuff, you know, just kind of, like, led to the demise of the whole thing altogether. Yeah. And although now I'm seeing little iterations of it trickling in with uh, MLW, I've seen little yeah. bits of it coming through there with some right. of the stuff that they've done, which, I mean, it's cool. I, I love seeing it. I love people getting those opportunities. Right. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 absolutely. I've seen um, I've seen a couple of things as well with MLW um, trying to rehash, uh, you know, some of the um, aspects of it. So that's pretty good. I mean, I hope they keep going. I hope they Definitely. bring the whole thing back. 
<laughs> that, that 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 would be nice. Hire us all. Hire us all. You know that'd be great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now before we get into my two categories, what have you been up to lately? What has been going on with Famous B? Lately, um, actually, to be honest, I've been on a bit of a hiatus ever since the pandemic. Um, yeah, the pandemic has really, you know, grabbed every everybody and kind of grabbed them by the throat and shook everything up kind of deal. So I've been on a hiatus, but I'm getting back into it. I'm getting ready to go to Australia next week um, for Battle Championship Wrestling. Nice. Um, I have a match out there for the Battle Express Championship against Jonathan Preston, and I'm coming for him and his title. So I'm getting back into the groove. I'm getting back into the groove, and I'm starting overseas down under, baby. That's what's up. Hey, that's awesome. I've been hearing great things about shows they got going on down there, and I'm glad you're getting back in the swing of things because I did notice that you'd been on a bit of a hiatus from wrestling, but glad you're getting back out there. Absolutely, yes, yes. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And um, Yeah, you know, so you'll be hearing a lot more and seeing a lot more from me next time. In the near future. Looking forward to it. Now, I have, like I mentioned, one of the categories, bit of a name game where I try to theme it towards the guests as much as possible, like people you've shared a ring with or at the very least share a locker room with, and you give me some quick thoughts on the person. Okay. First one was one that I guess I didn't really realize at this point was this person. Because, you know, as what happens with wrestling, people go through different name changes. But you he's also been in Lucha Underground. But where I found him was at PWG. The Machine Brian Cage. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brian Cage. Wow. Well, that's a good, pretty good start. Oh, Brian Cage. I love that guy. Man, we were attached at the hip in like 2012, man. We wrestled everywhere up and down California. Um, NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. We shared a locker room there. We shared a locker room in Pro Wrestling Revolution up north in uh, San Jose from uh, from myself in California. But um, yeah, I love Brian Cage. Uh, we've had so many battles. We've had battles for the Dungeon Championship. Um, a heavyweight championship, I should say, um, in which she finally, finally wrestled it away from me in a triple threat match that we had with myself, him, and Brian Kendrick. And, um, yeah, we just had uh, a ton of different matches. Uh, great guy, um, great opponent, and, um, hey, he's the machine. He gets his shit in. What else can I really say about it? But, um, yeah. Love Ryan Cage. Love Ryan Cage to death, and we've had a ton of great matches. You can find a lot of our matches on YouTube and things of that nature. And yeah, man, I can't say enough about him. Oh yeah, I've I've loved this run that he's been on right now with uh, Ring of Honor, AEW. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a bit of a rocky start there, but now he's. Oh man, this run that he's in with the Mogul Embassy, and I right. actually got to meet him at Warrior Wrestling when they had their stop in St. Louis. I got right. invited down there to be a part of the Fan Fest, my podcast mm-hmm. and stuff. And there, he ended up being a surprise replacement <laughs> for for Will Osprey in a match because. 
there oh he will osprey had the medical thing that he couldn't be there and uh-huh. then brian cage having the history that he did with warrior wrestling boom he was there i got to meet him after the show nothing but great thing yeah, oh, yeah. great guy Great guy. Totally. You can't go wrong with the machine, Brian Payton. <laughs> he, he was he was definitely I like him when I got to actually talk to him for a second. It was like how I felt when I got to meet Dan Severn. Okay. When I when I when I was looking at him before like when I was just walking up, I'm like, oh right. my god, that guy is intimidating as hell. But then I actually got to talking to him, and oh yeah, nice dude. Nice dude, yeah, yeah. Not intimidated at all, right? Once you start talking to him. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that that initial. Oh my God, he's right there. He is scary as shit. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Next yeah, up, right. somebody that we actually talked a little bit about in your first ever match at PWG. Right, doing some great things, getting back in there with WWE. Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae. Oh man, she's a great partner in PWG. Definitely a great partner in PWG. One of the most sweetest, nicest, wholesomest women that you can find in pro wrestling. Um, a great partner, and I will tell you this: this chick right here is tough as nails. She's tough as any of the other, uh, any of the other guys that I've ever worked with. I mean, she holds her own in the ring. She is by far, she has the most heart. She's the toughest. I love her to death. And oh man, what a great partner and what a great, you know, talent. Talent in the wrestling. I've never met a chick as tough as her in pro wrestling, period. Oh, man, yeah. When you look at, I mean, you don't really get to see this side of it in WWE, but, like, you go back to those PWG days, holy crap. You talk about equal opportunity ass kickers? (laughs) Candice LeRae definitely fits the mold on that. Absolutely. You would never know, right? You would never know by watching some of the things that she does. In, in, in WWE, but at the same time, you know, there's more to life than just WWE. When you look at her life outside of WWE, that's when you'll see, like, that's when your mind will be blown. You're like, whoa, she's in there taking chair shots and this and that and bleeding yeah. and X, X, Y, and Z. And, like, man, she's a tough chick. She's a, she's a badass for sure. Oh, most definitely. Now, the next guy, another guy some history there at PWG. I actually got to meet him again at New Wave. I believe, and you know what, when I was looking up this match, it actually happened to be the match that the guy that won the first ever Rapid Division title lost it. And it ended up being one of my favorite matches I've ever seen. Oh, wow. It was Scorpio, well, I'll give it away. The guy I'm asking about, Scorpio Sky, but it was him versus uh, TJP versus Brandon Parker and B-Boy. Oh, wow. All four guys. 
<laughs> All four good guys. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. But like I said, guys. asking about Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky, wow. Well, Scorpio Sky is someone that everybody labeled me as like when I first started, when I first got in the business. You know, so therefore I had to distinguish myself. So I grew my hair out, uh, hence the braids a little bit later. Uh, I started wearing a do-rag, you know, because I had to distinguish myself from the bald-headed Scorpio Sky, you know, kind of deal. So Scorpio Sky is somebody that I guess you could say, which is a compliment that I reminded a lot of people of when I first got into the business. So I had to, I had to distinguish myself, you know, and make my, you know, <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, be my own, you know, stand on my own kind of deal. And I didn't, I didn't want to be the Scorpio Sky the second, so to speak. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> but being in the ring with Scorpio Sky is definitely amazing. We've had amazing matches in NWA championship wrestling from Hollywood. Um, and, and, and other places as well. And we fought for titles. We fought, we fought for the NWA uh, junior heavyweight title. And um, Scorpio Sky is a great opponent, a great opponent. Uh, 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 definitely, uh, we had great chemistry in the ring. We fought for the AWS light heavyweight championship, um, in which I retained, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, Scorpio Sky is a great great competitor we also we also wrestled in pwg as well in an eight-man tag team match and um i can't say enough great things about scorpio sky you know all the success he's having now in AEW and now uh, with the scu and everything that he's doing he's long time well deserved well deserved well long long overdue for him so i'm glad oh, he's yeah. doing great glad he's oh doing yeah great and um, yeah, he's definitely a brother from another mother. Oh yeah, and the, I mean, you brought up yeah, that must it. I'd take it as a compliment, you know. Wow, I remind them of somebody of that stature, and then exactly. go, going up to now. I mean, he's had runs with the TNT title. I right. I rather enjoyed the uh, the team that he had there for a while with Ethan Page. That was a good one. Yeah. Now, this guy, I guess after a while, I didn't realize that this guy played this certain character in Lucha Underground. But Swerve, a.k.a. <laughs> Killshot. Killshot, man. That's my boy right there. <laughs> yeah, Killshot. Yeah, that's my guy right there, man. Swerve is awesome. I remember when we first, <laughs> after he had his death match on Lucha Underground, we had tickets to go see a concert, which was not far. It was at the Staples Center, which was like maybe like about a good, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes away from where we were filming at. And this guy is bleeding all over the place. And like, you know, the show's over and he's, you know, he has the medics is cleaning them up and he's limping. He's like, hey, let's go make that concert. So I'm like, all right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we get there and, you know, we, we get there to tell it. And it was Little Wayne and Two Chains, by the way, it was the headline. That's what we went to go see. So we went to go see Little Wayne uh, right after his death match um, that he had with Dante Fox at Ultima Lucha. So that's a funny story about him. But wow! Uh, great, guy. yeah. So, a great guy. Um, a great friend, and man, he, he he's the bomb. I I actually got to meet him once. Actually, 
if you see behind me, up top, I have a bunch of my autographed wrestling figures. One of them <laughs> of Swerve, where I got to meet him at Sammy Callahan's promotion, Wrestling Revolver. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. I was down there once as well in Iowa. Yeah, it was it was at the uh, one of the Iowa stops because that's like maybe two two and a half hours from where I live right now, and gotcha. he was at the time still AEW Tag Champ with Keith Lee, and I had wow. three three figures. And I'm like, man, I want to get I want to get this these signed. And one of them was his, one of them was Keith Lee, and the other was uh, Rich Swan. Right. And I remembered, man, it was at the end of the night, and I had neither of those three were out at the meet and greet before. I'm like, well, damn it. Now I'm not. And then literally I turn around and like two feet from me, there's Rich Swans. So I'm like, oh, shit. And then I got that yeah. one. And then I'm walking out to my car and I see somebody film. It looked like they were filming a promo out in the parking lot. And I get a little closer. And I'm like, holy shit, that's that swerve. So I'm like, OK. Right. And then I had to wait probably another good hour for Keith Lee. But. I right. just remember, like, oh, man, I'm going to wait here for a minute for Swerve to finish, and then I'm going to get mine signed by him because I know right. at least I'll get that. And, yeah, he was so cool. It was, like, yeah, such, a, really cool. such a contrast from the character that he's playing now with the Mogul Embassy. It's like right. he's playing a – pardon my language – and anybody that watches this knows that I don't really hold back on the language, but he is playing <laughs> one ruthless son of a bitch. Yeah, he is. But that, but if you know him, that's far from you know the person. So, oh yeah, <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's funny sometimes how like the the uh, most ruthless heels sometimes when you actually get to talk to them like off camera. Some of right. the nicest people ever. Right, right, right. Because at the end of the day, that's all, that's what it is. It's a character. Yeah. And it's not a reflection of uh, who you are in your everyday life. True. Definitely true. You know? you know, so sometimes when you get to be something that you're totally not, those it works the best because that's the only time that you can be that way. <laughs> if it makes yeah. sense. And you can you can get extra creative because you can be like, hmm, I would like to try this, but I know if I'm trying to be the good guy, that ain't gonna be able to happen. Right. Get a little extra creativity. Right. Now, last but not least, a guy that might not be as nationally known. But he's like a brother to me. Met him during my many shows that I went to down in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And I've told him, anytime I get to hype you up on one of my episodes, I am going to take it. The one, the only, SoCal Crazy. Oh, my. <laughs> SoCal Crazy. 
Well, I will go as far as to say I probably wrestled some of my best matches with this guy. We had a best of seven series at the Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy, which all seven of them were probably my top seven to eight matches. <laughs> Period. <laughs> my, my entire career. Oh, man. What a joy. What a joy. I mean, he's, he's one of the best workers. And he's been doing it for so long, you know. He's been around forever. Um, he was a, he was the match that I wrestled in New Way when I got my debut. Well, actually, no, it wasn't my debut match. It's my debut match. I wrestled Lucha Machine, another student from Santino Brothers, when I debuted in New Way. But he was the second match that I wrestled in New Way, um, way back when. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I can't say enough great things about that guy right there. SoCal Crazy is definitely the man. We have great chemistry. We wrestled in FCW. We wrestled in New Wave. We wrestled at SoCal Pro. Wrestled at Santino Brothers. Wrestled in uh, NWA Championship. Wrestled from wrestling from Hollywood. Just all over the place, man. And um, every single time we've had great matches, man. And um, yeah, that's my brother. Definitely brother from another mother and um, we just had the best chemistry ever man i can't say enough good things about him oh yeah i can't say enough good things about him either i know when i had a bit of a rough patch that lasted a lot of last year he was one of the people that checked up on me the most and yeah can never thank him enough hell he even and good Lord, I am so happy for him with how he's bounced back from almost death's door. Right. And now he is just making up for lost time, which I'm so damn happy. I remember he actually, he put on a uh, benefit show and he mm -hmm. actually doubled benefited in the memory of my wife and I, we had twin girls that were born prematurely and didn't make it too long, but and he, he dedicated that show also to them. And I remember I didn't even ask for it. He, when we were talking about all of it and he's like, he just said, I'm doing this. I'm like, you do not have to do that. And he's like, no, your family, I'm doing it. I'm like, okay. That's the guy he is, man. That is the guy he is, man. Hermano, that's what we call it. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, Hermano. man. But great things to say about that man. Now, Absolutely. I have some kind of random questions. Some might be wrestling related. Some might not be. You just, sure. first answer that pops into your head. Mm-hmm. First one, one of the ones I try to keep in here as much as possible. Craziest in-match moment for you? Oh, man. Craziest in-match moment. It would have to be the triple threat ladder match where I jumped off the ladder from the outside of the ring into the inside of the ring because I was adamant on doing some video game type shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I set the ladder up on the outside of the ring in the corner where the pole would be, but outside of it. 
and it was like a 15 foot ladder and I jumped off into the swanton on the inside of the ring. That was against Ray Rosas and Chris Cadillac at IWL. What are the new errors? IWL. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hard, hard to, hard to beat that. That's for sure. I, I know I've heard some stories from, oh, good Lord, that ECW original story of, Involving New Jack and getting thrown through a wall and Paul Heyman yelling at him. Right. I bet. That's a bet. Oh, God. Yeah. And my first ever legit death match and not one of those that, oh, I'm still, I'm still shaking my head at what I saw on AEW last night with, with that mess. That's a whole other <laughs> story. But in this match, it was another for Sammy Callahan's promotion where it ended by them taking four folding chairs, bridging two panes of glass on there. And then somebody's manager came rolling in and pulled out lighter fluid and lit the glass on fire. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Some insane stuff. Now, next question you mentioned that you're getting back in the swing of things going down there right. Australia. Right. What is another match that you maybe you don't already have it on the books, but what is another match coming back that you would like to have? Um, I wouldn't say that there's anyone in particular, but I will say there's a place that I would like to go, and that would be Japan. Okay. That's on my bucket list. That's definitely on my bucket list is Japan. That that is definitely still on my bucket list to go to Japan. I know that man, closest I've ever come to Japan was on deployment where we anchored off of Japan for a little bit. And some people gotta go ashore. I unfortunately didn't. But right. I'm like, man, I wanna go. And like I've seen these uh, these YouTube videos of these uh, capsule hotels, where it's like you got this mini ass room, and some of them almost remind <laughs> me of the sleeping situations, maybe a little bit more roomy than on my ship, but yeah. kind of the same s- similar style of a thing. And I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind going to a Japanese wrestling show and staying in one of those. Right, right. Wouldn't that be the wouldn't that be the bottom? That that it would be. Now <laughs> some of the well, some people I know myself, I've definitely thought of this. That if what would I do if I ever won the lottery? Like what would be one of the first <laughs> things that I would get? What would you say would be an answer you would have? I would start a wrestling promotion. <laughs> okay. Okay. I would start I would start a promotion. I'd do it everything the right way. And um, you know, and I would be right up there with AWE AWE and WWE. Oh yeah. No, that would that would be pretty awesome. I know I tell I wouldn't mind doing if something I like that. To, if I have to finance it, I would do it just I would be right up there and I would do it just like AWE and um WWE. Oh, yeah. I know 
some people think I'm crazy for this, but I've always, ever since I saw this, there's this exhibit at the zoo here in Omaha where they have like this whole swamp set up where like you walk, you're walking over this almost boardwalk bridge sort of thing. And then you look down and there's all sorts of gators swimming around. And I'm like, if I ever had the, you know, just what I call fuck it money, that would be right. something I build that. <laughs> That would be awesome. Yeah. That would like, be awesome. It, and it's in a nocturnal animal exhibit there to where, like, when everybody's there, so the animals are more active, they have the lights off. But at night, and I've actually been there at night when they, you know, have the, it would be like their daytime, they have the lights on. And you actually see how many damn gators they have in there. And it's like, holy shit. Right. I bet it's amazing. I'm like, nah, okay. So I'm going to go back the other way. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, that is one place every time I go, I have to go down there. Now, next question on the category. I would feel weird if I did not have this one on here. With the name of a show like Drinking at Moe's, favorite drink, whether it be alcoholic, non, or one of each, because I always tell people just because the name of the show says Drinking at Moe's does not mean it has to be alcoholic. <laughs> That's all good, man. We could go alcohol all day. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I have so many different favorite um, <laughs> drinks. Oh man, I love 707s. I love tequila sunrises. Um, I love a good Cadillac margarita with a grand marinara on the side. Um, all kinds of beers, IPAs. Um, hell, even Stone Cold beer is good. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh man, I even those are great. Oh, yeah, I, I've had the IPA, it's good, but out mm-hmm. of the out of the ones of his, that American lager, holy hell, is freaking delicious. Oh, man, I got to try that out. Definitely got to try the lager. I got the IPA. Oh, yeah, the, the American lager is delicious. I have, unfortunately, it's not really available here in Omaha. The last time I was actually able to have it, was I was on a trip with my dad up to watch the Green Bay Packers up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and they actually mm-hmm. had a grocery store near there that had some, and I actually, it's weird how they only come in like four packs. Right. right four, I six, bought five, the yeah, last one. Nice. I, I got lucky and I bought the last one. Nice. Last but not least for this, best advice for anybody wanting to get into wrestling? Oh, just do it and stay consistent. Just do it and stay consistent because if you question yourself if whether you can do it or not, you're wasting time. You know, you'll never know until you actually do it. And then once you actually do it, then you have to stay consistent. Consistency yeah. is the key. Definitely. You know, you can't do it. You can't be a part-timer. You can't go on and off. You can't, you know, you have to get in there and you have to do it consistently. 
And once you do it consistently, next thing you know, you'll look up and you're cooking like on fire and on all cylinders. So don't second guess yourself and just get in there and stay consistent. That's the best advice I have for anyone aspiring to be a pro. Oh, definitely. And like great, great advice there because I mean, yeah, you got to be consistent in there, but like I actually, hell, I actually just had this conversation the other day that when it comes to getting into wrestling or getting into anything, really the whole, every journey starts with that first step. You got to get out there and just, you know what, do it. Yep. And do it. You got to jump in the water head first and then you got to just continue to swim consistently. That's that's everything else will come, you know, everything else will come along the way, but that's the first two things you have to do. Definitely. Now, before we go, where can people find Famous B social media wise so if they don't already have their eyes on you and, you know, with you getting back out in the swing of things, that's right. Their eyes there. That's right. Well, I have an official fan page that I need to update on my Facebook. Um, but you can definitely find me at um, my Instagram, which is at famousb underscore four two three. You can find me on Twitter at, at famousb23. And um, Facebook as well at Brian Fame. All right. Well, that is about all I have. I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. And best of luck out there getting down there to Australia and everything else you got coming after that. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long time coming, man. It's been a long time coming, but I'm glad we finally got it done. And you know what? This won't be the last time that I'll be on here as well. You know, next time I'll come over here. Next time I come on, I'll be on cam and I'll definitely be having a drink with you. Definitely. (laughs) You're welcome back anytime. I appreciate you, my man. Thank you so much, man. I can't wait to see how this comes out. Definitely. Thank you. You're welcome.